Hey everyone here and welcome back to yet another episode of Alpha Metallica. This is your host Tom Quee. If you're not familiar with the show, we are going through every single Metallica song. We are celebrating, we are critiquing, we are decrying, we are you know, respecting, analysing, talking about. A lot of these songs maybe don't get any critical attention at all. So, uh, you know, we, we're chipping in where we can and today is no different. Today we are looking at uh, another song from Beyond Magnetic. We just did Hate Train and now we're doing Hell and Back. Uh, just before we get to today's guest, today's song... Please follow the show at MetallicaPod. Get in touch with me, MetallicaPod at gmail.com. If you want to come on the show, you want to correspond, that's always welcome. The Patreon is there, patreon.com forward slash alphabetallica. Every episode, including this one, we'll go on the Patreon first. Got the iTunes, you want to leave a review as well. Uh, that's about it, really. If you want to support, subscribe, comment, all that sort of stuff. But uh, as I say, it's never myself alone, always with a guest. And today, it's Michael. Michael, how's it going, man? It's going great, Tom. How are you? I'm, 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 very, I'm very well. Where, where are you calling us from today? I'm calling you from uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. You're in the good old U.S. of A. All right, all right. <laughs> Where did Metallica begin for you? Was, was are you a young boy? Was it all? Uh, yeah, I'm se- I'm 17 now. Mm. It started about uh, early 2014, around when I was around 13. Um, right. Yeah, I was into you know rock and metal and stuff. I was into at the time. I was big into bands like uh, you know the. Asking Alexandria, oh, yeah. Bring Me the Horizons, <laughs> yeah, all that stuff. But um, you know, I kind of, I kind of felt there was like a, a bit of a hungering, if you will, for the the classics. Sure. So I would, uh, I, I and you know, some some of those bands, I don't think they're, I still don't think they're all too bad. You know, there's some good songs no, here no. and there, I but mean, I mean, you know, Bring Bring Me, I think, have melded that sort of heavy screamo to the mainstream really well. Yeah, 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 I agree. Um, but, you know, there was sort of a hungering there for the classics, so I decided to, you know, check out some of the big names, you know, Iron Maiden, Pantera. Um, but Metallica was the one that really stuck with me, and, you know, more than any more than any other band even. And, uh, you know, from that point on, you know, they've really been at the pinnacle for me. They've been at the tip top. And I guess, and, and I guess when, you, when you got into them then around that era, uh, Beyond Magnetic alongside pretty much everything else apart from Hardwired was already out. So how, how, yeah, yeah, yeah. how, how does that work? What, what was the first release and what did you then get into? Was it just you listened to everything at once or? Um, I really just want to, I was already familiar with some of the stuff, you know, like yeah. the Enter Sandman, uh, From the Belt Tools. I'd heard it all before. Um, so yeah, I, I started off with that stuff. Then I started, started to branch out, you know, uh, Master of Puppets, Ride the Lightning, Black Album, you know all the heavy hitters and today uh, as i said before we're going into beyond magnetic uh, as a release for you are you a big fan what do you think of the whole thing um i don't dislike any of the songs on there but i don't know if any of them are fit for death magnetic yeah i think Re- rebel of babylon maybe i think i think that one stands out for me more than any of the others i think that would have maybe fit pretty snugly on death magnetic but you know a song like hell and back i'm not sure if it really has a place there no, I don't think it has the quality. Neither hate train. And I don't... Like, I know I come across as one of the more cynical Metallica podcasters. Sometimes it seems like I don't like <laughs> any of Metallica's music, and I appreciate that. Uh, and Helen Back is really no different. I've got to be honest. I've been listening to this song a lot. I wasn't too familiar with the song. I've been having it on replay for the last week or so. And it just hasn't really grown on me. Like, we'll get into it in a second. There are certain parts that I enjoy. But I think as an entity, I think you're right. It doesn't it doesn't belong on the hallowed halls of Death Magnetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's, I don't know, it just doesn't have that the, the same sound as those songs. It's a bit, I think it's a bit unique for even 
you know, Metallica across the board, even not even just let's go to Death Magnetic. It's mm. it just doesn't have a place on that album, I don't think for sure. No, no. And the song itself, uh, James, when he was playing the song live for the first time, the song, I should say, has only been played 16 times live, and it yeah. was first debuted uh, December 9th, 2011. This is on sort of the, the Met Club 30 years celebration. He said, quote, that song's for you if you've ever been to hell and back and continue to keep going there because you think it's the right place. It all depends on what your version of hell is, right? If you keep coming back here, that's the good thing. I'm sure there's some people in here that don't want to be here. Not me. And, you know, we normally dive straight into the music of Alpha Metallica, but let's talk about the lyrical content, the themes. Uh, what, yeah. would you, what do you read into hell and back? Helen Bag, well, like, like uh, I think that quote from James pretty much sums it mm. up. It's got that universal quality that's able to appeal to a lot of people. I mean, you look at some of the lyrics here, you know, it, it, it gets kind of oblique at times. Like, uh, you know, I become two, we become one, unbridled, unequaled, unholy, undone. So it's got, uh, there's a lot of different, a lot of different interpretations I think you can take out of it. The verses, I think, uh, I don't know, there's a bit of like a, almost like a gothic quality to them, I would say. It almost sounds like something I could hear out of Robert Smith's mouth from The Cure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. there is the, the female personification of whatever's belying Hetfield. Yeah, yeah she's yeah, wretched, yeah. she comforts me, she's always there for me. And yeah, it's not... Different. Yeah, it is different. It's not necessarily on the evocative blackened level or the searching... No, 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 no. Nothing else matters. It's it's slightly uh, oblique. I think is definitely the word. Um, you know, I don't I don't hate it. I guess the title is all hell and back. Uh, it, a bit of a throwback title, isn't it? Feels like something Maiden would do. Or... Yeah, it, I, I think uh, you know Headfield. I think Metallica in general. They're really good at uh, striking that balance between like the cheesier elements, maybe of some mm. of that stuff, and something a bit more sophisticated. Definitely, because um, I think I think metal inherently. I'm a huge metal fan. It's inherently yeah. cheesy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. That's some of that's some of the uh, appeal of it. Yeah, you know? Yeah, it's uh, it, it, it's not the most sincere art form. Of course, it can accomplish those aims. But yeah, it's and I don't think Helen back. I think similar to Hate Train. I sort of mocked Hate Train a little bit because it's literally <laughs> him saying Hate is a train. <laughs> there's no. Yeah, there's listen, no, yeah. No, yeah. I just listened to that last night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no real <laughs> double meaning. Hate is a train, and that and that, that's fair enough. And you know, Helen back. We're not looking for necessarily uh, you know plowing new furrows here. And the way the song begins with that sort of down and out, dirty sing, no, 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 sort of single string riff. And then, um, you know, the sort of heavier, uh, plosive chords coming in. I don't know about you. I don't know if I'm just hearing this, but I'll ask people to go back and listen. When James is sort of strumming before we get into the main riff, nah, 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 before we get into that bit, which to me feels very much a Lulu riff. It feels like something Lou Reed would just, you know, scream over or something. It feels very similar to that. When he's doing yeah. the strumming, it sounds quite similar to Foo Fighters Everlong. And I, um, I, I'm throwing it out there, and I know a lot of people are going to be like, mm, but if you listen to it, I did do a side-by-side -side before, and I'm not saying he's trying to plagiarise or anything like that, but the song <laughs> does have this kind of, early on, it's like it's like angsty quality. Yeah, it, those are unusual chords for Metallica, mm. I would say. You know, they, you don't usually hear that kind of strumming. It's Absolutely. usually a bit more intricate than that. Uh, it's funny if you mentioned the, the very intro, you know, the uh, little stop-start yeah. rhythm, if you, if you will. That's that one. That one reminds me a little of "Poison Was the Cure" by Megadeth. The right, intro yes. to that song. I don't yes. know if you hear that. Yes, I do hear that. That's a good point. Which yeah, I think. Definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
it's yeah, the, as soon as I heard it, yeah, I mm, kind of got that from mm, it. Mm. Yeah, it's quite an ominous, uh, you know, intro, moody, and then it cuts quite quick into the chug. Again, we have the sort of you know, ever longness, perhaps. Uh, go back and listen. And what do you think of that? The sort of the main riff, um, the Helen back riff, I suppose, that we hear throughout the song. I, I like that riff quite a bit. That might mm. be my favorite part of the song. It's got like a you know a bounciness to it, uh, a bit of a groove to it. That's it kind of reminds me maybe something more off of Load or Reload even than yeah. something on Death Magnetic. Yeah, yeah, you know? absolutely. Very simple. A sort of riff you can you set your watch by. You can you can build a song around uh, to a certain yeah, extent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think maybe that's slightly my problem with Helen Back and with Beyond Magnetic as a whole. I mean, this song is pretty much seven minutes long. It's six minutes fifty eight, and I don't think it necessarily has the most compelling journey. I feel like it's I, I get a bit bored towards the end of it. Yeah, right. I mean, this isn't in a uh, you know a master of puppets by any means. No, um, <laughs> no. You know, I think I think that's uh, that's a problem I have with a lot of the song, a lot of the songs. Maybe on it's not it's not like a big problem, but no. a bit of an, a bit of a quibble I have with some of the songs on Death Magnetic and Hardwired. Even is that you know they don't really uh, warrant the the length that they have. Like uh, I, I think it's something like Here Comes Revenge, which is what like seven minutes long. Yeah, and yeah. I just don't know if that's necessary. No, no, the band. I mean, fair enough. They like to do what they like to do. They like to have these sort of sprawling tracks, and that's fine if it's like a master thing, as you say. But if yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. You know, if it's I mean, not, not everything can be master. No, 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 absolutely not. And it's not very anthemic to me, even though it's trying to be. I can't imagine myself ever screaming straight to hell and back. Like you know, the melody yeah. doesn't really stick out. It's a bit like the song Hardwired, where the the melody, the rhythm, is developed by the chords underneath. Like, dun, 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 and it's just kind of hitting you over the head a little bit trying to make you sing it trying to make you get involved but it's just a little bland sonically i suppose michael for me yeah that's fair i think that's a, a fair way of looking at it you know um there's not a, there's not as many layers to to something like hell and back no no and it has this um it has this section and it's quite funny actually because we just well i'm actually tomorrow recording helpless um, with Brad Blazik from Single Podcast Theory. Anyone that listens to that Pearl Jam podcast knows he's an absolute dude. Really look forward to having him on the show. So I've been listening to Helpless, but listen to Helen Back as well. And they both have a very similar idea that maybe Metallica cribbed from Diamond Head, I'm not sure, where before we get into the solo in Helen Back, we have that sort of two, three note guitar thing that keeps going up in key, you know, that keeps chromatically ascending, which again isn't bad, but I guess isn't that enticing. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, you get caught up with so many riffs that mm. some of the ideas maybe don't come off as fully formed. No, no, um, no. something like that. But I mean, it has a, it, I would say it has a place in the song, you yeah. know, dynamic, dynamically speaking. Yeah, um, ab- absolutely. And this is a kind of it's an odds and ends sort of EP, isn't it? You know, they weren't putting this out saying this is going to be the next big thing. This is just kind of like some 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 tracks around yeah, the back. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, I remember reading a. Uh, when I when I first uh, looked at this EP, I think yeah, none of these tracks have been touched since I think February or March of 2008. So there was a couple more months of oh right refinement for the other songs that these obviously didn't get. You can hear it in the production as well. Mm. You know, it's a bit drier. Well, not that Death Magnetic has great production, but <laughs> no. um, you can tell that those songs are a bit more polished and fully formed than anything on here. Absolutely, yeah. And the I mean, the band are playing great. 
I should say, and James is singing yeah. uh, very well as well. You know, Full Throated is enjoying this track. Um, what are your thoughts on, on Kirk's solo? Because, I mean, he has a solo, and then towards the end of the song, as everything's kind of clattering around and we're trash canning, you know, the solo comes back. So what do you think of his work on the song? Um, you know, I think it's par for the course with Kirk these days. I don't think <laughs> yeah. it does anything particularly special. Um, yeah, I think it, it had the potential. It could have added maybe a bit of gravitas to the song, but it doesn't really achieve that. It does do a thing where it's it kind of apes the vocal melody mm. at a point, which which Kirk tends to... Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a, a sort of thing to fall back you know, on, isn't it, if you run out of yeah, ideas? Yeah, I, I don't really mind it. I mean, yeah. he does it on, say, Bleeding Me, and I think it works fantastic. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana. Yeah, probably, yeah, Probably one of the best yeah. examples of that. Yeah, it can, it can be really interesting. And Kirk does have this thing that a lot of guitar players do, but Kirk does it a lot in sort of Death Magnetic Era Beyond in his solos, where he'll bend one single note and ring as much as he can by picking that note and bending it slowly up. And it's just not yeah, a very yeah. interesting thing to do in a guitar solo, unless you're doing it right at the climax. If you're doing it early, as he does it in this song, it just sort of goes nowhere. And yeah, I said before, I need to invent a Kirk Hammett soundboard where, you know, <laughs> it, when, when Metallica record the next album, they need to come to me. I'll give them the soundboard, just press a few buttons in whatever order, and it's better than whatever Kirk will write. So, yeah, you know, I'm, he just... I'm hoping. I would hope on the next release we get something a bit more creative from him. I know he wasn't very involved in the in the writing and recording of Hardwired, and uh, you can no. tell, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can see when on in the in the videos that they did of the behind-the-scenes stuff in the studio where yeah, yeah, Lars yeah. is, like, chopping the solo. and It's quite cool mm-hmm. to see Lars coaching him through a solo. I hadn't really seen it before. And, you know, I'm harsh on Kirk because you mentioned Bleeding Me and, you know, let's look at, like, Blackened or Fade to Black or Master of Puppets or Inter Salmon or whatever. The guy is a phenomenal lead guitarist. Yeah, oh, absolutely, yeah. You know, you know one of the, he's written some of the best metal guitar solos ever, and if you listen to Helen back, you'd be a bit baffled as to as to why. But I don't know if that... I guess it's like songwriting, isn't it? You just sort of run out of the creative juice, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can recall from, like, uh, you know, the recording of the Black album, um, you know, I think the it was the Unforgiven soul. He was, yeah. he was sitting down, and he was working through that, whereas... You know, something on Death Magnetic or Hardwired, uh, Helen Back's a good example. It feels a bit more, you know, improvised even, not not as well thought out, which I mean mm. can work in a certain context. I don't. I, I think you know, you can improvise, and that doesn't necessarily mean you're you're gonna come out with nothing. But it just doesn't work especially well here. No, no, and you know, at least he's not going to those damned double stops and bluesy shit that he did in Load and Reload as much. And and the yeah. as as ever, the accompaniment's good. Like I like when the solo starts and the guitar's like da 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 like there's lots of space and it, it's quite it's quite an interesting trundle. But yeah, I don't don't really dig that. And the song kind of closes out as say it, it, it's seven minutes long, and I do find my patience uh, waning slightly when I listen to mm. it. Any 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 closing mm. thoughts on on Helen Back, Mike? Any, any positives? Uh, I mean, let us know in the comments down below, metallicapodigimo.com, if you dig Helen back as well. Sorry if there's any Helen back, uh, you know, uh, committed guys out there. Yeah, it has, it has its place in Metallica's history, we'll say. Of course it does. And, you know, yeah, I say yeah, they, yeah. they played it 16 times. So they uh, debuted it on December 9th, 2011, and they last played it in August 11th, 2012 in San Francisco. I can't really see them cracking this out for the hardwired US tour, to be honest. No, probably not. No. They just come Although out would, o- open with Helen back. It's like fuck I, you. I, I, I wouldn't mind it just for you know something different. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I hope 
even though I'm kind of the anti-load guy or whatever, like, it'd be so awesome if they broke out some load tunes on the oh, halfway yeah, tour. Yeah. You know, just would... Ain't My Bitch and 2 by 4 or something, just to mix it up. Yeah, I'm seeing them on uh, October 18th at the ah. uh, PPG Paints Arena, yeah, so I'm crossing my fingers for maybe something. I think I think I like Load maybe a bit more than you do, so I'm crossing <laughs> my fingers for something like some of that stuff. Maybe even like a King Nothing, mm. something like that would be, I think, fantastic to hear live. The PPG Paints Arena, is that right? Yes, and, and I, I love I love American arenas. I mean, UK arenas are no different in that we, you know, we're called whatever. But you guys always <laughs> have like garish uh, yeah. marketing associated stuff like that. Like sometimes it works. Like um, in the UK, we have the Emirates uh, Arena, Emirates Stadium, which just sounds cool. And I think Staples Center, right in mm-hmm. LA, which is that is yeah, sta- yeah. that is Staples, right? The di the the office supplies place. Yeah, yeah. But it sounds uh-huh. cool if you didn't know. It's just yeah, like, oh, it sounds sta- cool. The Staples Center or whatever, but yeah. I, mean, they're, 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 I have to agree, there are some, you know, uh, stadiums and arenas in here where it's like they just slap some brand name yeah. at the front of it and it just sounds bizarre. Yeah. But yeah. Um, a, what are you going to do? Like, yeah, exa- exactly. Who cares? You know, uh, yeah. at the end of the day, we get to see the band live. It's not going to affect it. But yeah, right, 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 the PPG right. uh, Paints Arena. And uh, so, so, yeah, is that your, your first time seeing the band? Yeah, it's my first time. Uh, they haven't uh, been to Pittsburgh since I was three, I believe, since two thousand four, oh, I wow. believe. Just crazy to think of. They don't. They haven't. They don't come here very often. Yeah, I'm just looking at the uh, the uh, the page on the website. Apparently, uh, the show kicks off with the Light It Up pre-show party, which is hosted by Jim Brewer. Featuring, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that's cool. That's very cool. Because I think they had mixed Master Mike, the stadium show, so it didn't go down very well. But Jim Brewer obviously has a good uh, relationship, history with the guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I've seen, I've watched some of his stuff. Yeah, and, uh, I think he was at the Icon show uh, when they introduced mm-hmm. Rob and various other stuff like that. Apparently hosted by Jim Brewer, featuring great tunes, comedy, giveaways, and more. So who knows, Mike? You might you might get your hands on some uh, oh. some, some swag. Cross, I'll cross my fingers. <laughs> so we'll um we'll close up a few quick fire questions. I mean, we established that you're you know seeing the band for the first time. So um, who, what what is your favorite Metallica song altogether? Uh, my favorite Metallica song. Um, that's a tough one. I think uh when I first emailed you back in I think January, I sent you my top ten Metallica songs for the for that episode, and I I think I I had the there was the three at the top there that I I always you know, struggle with. There's, there's three at the top there. It's Fade to Black, One, and The Day That Never Comes. Mm. And those three I just go back and forth on. I can't really... I mean, I sim- really all, all sort of similar, right? All sort of heavy ballads. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for the, the power ballads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, actually, um, it's funny, actually, yeah, I'm just on the email now. You count down your top ten, which we'll just, yeah. we'll just go... So you said ten now that we're dead. Nine Outlaw Torn, eight Bleeding Me, seven Unforgiven Free, six To Dies To Live. You rarely see that so high. That is a fantastic track. Oh, I think that's a very underrated, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Battery at number five, Bells at number four, and then, yeah, you went Fade Day and then number one, uh, one as number one. But, yeah, I imagine all that could change. Um, Yeah, it fluctuates. Of of course. I mean, naturally, right? You know, right, I think that's right, a sign right. of a great band where where your your favourite song keeps continuing. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. What about a favourite album? Uh, favorite album would be Ride the Lightning, definitely. Mm. That's this, that's one I can just I can always go back to, and it, it, uh, you know even in comparison to something like Master, I think Ride just has such an such a great energy to it. I mean, uh, you listen to it, it really feels like you're riding the lightning, Tom. You know what I mean? <laughs> it does. It does. You're right. And I I still think in the history of music, it's one of the biggest steps up from debut to sophomore. Yes. Yes. Definitely. It's just yeah. 
Absolutely mind-bogglingly good, yeah. Great choice. Uh, what about favourite member? Uh, favourite member has to be James. It does, doesn't it? It I has mean, to be, yeah. yeah he, he, he has the right hand of God. I mean... <laughs> You're going to see it live in Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was. I remember when I saw him in Birmingham uh, in October last year, actually. Uh, and, yeah, being in front of him and witnessing that true guitar technique... It was uh, it was quite breathtaking to be in the same room uh, as those guys. That was that was fucking awesome. So, um, final final question: uh, If you'd start on a podcast like this about a band, what's a band you could do it on? Bring me the horizon, dare I say? Or oh, no, pro- probably not. Not any. Maybe a, a while ago. Um, I don't know. I have a band for you, and I have an artist, a solo. Artist. Okay, the yeah, band, let's go. The, the band would be Deftones, which is mm. probably my favorite band. Mm. I don't know how familiar you are with their. You know, work. you know, um, they're one of my sort of blind spots that I need to get into. Um, yeah, what what album should I listen to to get into them? Um, I think uh, White Pony would White be Pony. the would probably be the one. That's like their sort of uh the crown jewel of their career. That's sort of their defining work. I think they have maybe a couple albums that I yeah. like better, but that's the one that's sort of uh if you want to get a sense of the Deftone sound, I would say definitely start there. White Pony, yeah. I'm just on Spotify now. Around the Fur is the one that I recognize the album cover of. Um, yeah, that's think, a great one too. Yeah, yeah, I think it aroused me as as a young boy uh, many years ago. But <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, all right, White Pony, I'll check out. And what's the uh, what's the artist? Oh, uh, the the artist would be Elliot Smith. He was a oh, yeah, um, an indie Elliot. artist from the nineties. I love oh, Elliot. really? Yeah, I love Elliot Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah, a great choice. Yeah, what a fantastic what a songwriter. What was, what was his album XO? Right, that was his song. XO, of, yeah, that's yeah, a yeah, brilliant, and Eve, brilliant Eve as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was. Um, yeah, I'm surprised there isn't an Elliot Smith podcast, actually, because he's kind of a iconic figure, isn't he? A sort of tragic songwriter. Yeah, yeah, among certain circles, yeah. And I mean, it, rightfully so. I mean, some, he's written some of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard. Absolutely, frankly. yeah. Um, Say Yes ends Eve Raw, doesn't it? Oh, uh, yeah, kind yeah. It's kind of a quite positive song in a, in a really... What's that song he does? Needle in the Hay? Or ha- yeah, Needle in the Hay. Needle in the Hay is like... I that's love a, that song. Yeah, love that's a dark song. Do you, know, do you know Nick Drake? By the way, I've always thought they were quite similar. Uh, Nick Drake. No, I haven't heard any. Yeah, I know Nick the Drake. name. I haven't heard any stuff. He's, he's uh, English from the seventies, and he he yeah. sort of he died very young, uh, very depressed. But basically, released this album called Pink Moon and recorded it at midnight over two nights, just him and a, him, him and his yeah, guitar. Yeah. And it's it's very similar to Elliot Smith. Is the reason that I say you should check it out. It's good. But yeah, Elliot Smith podcast. Please do that. That that would be excellent. I think people would really dig that. Yeah, it'd be an interesting journey. Yeah, it definitely yeah. would. He's got quite a few albums, right? I think he's got five he's or six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're all the you know easy to listen to. So yeah, if you like yeah, your depressing acoustic tracks, yeah, and yeah, they're, yeah. Uh, they're 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 right up your street. So I guess um finally, how do people get at you? Is there any any uh, you know is there any uh, projects you'd like to promo or? Uh, not really. You know, I'm a high school student, so I don't really have time for. <laughs> you got homework, right? Like yeah, yeah. You can uh. You can find me on the Metallica forums. I'm active. I'm an active user over there. I go okay. by Extinguishing the Sun over there. Right. Um, some of your listeners for probably. Uh, yeah, I'm probably sure. I'm sure some users of those, there as well. Some of those people are over there. Yeah, but uh, all right. This has been this has been great, man. So I just want to say, everyone, if you want to get in touch, you want to let us know what you thought about Helen back. Anything else? Alpha Metallica base. MetallicaPod at gmail.com. Uh, follow the show on Twitter. All the links are down below. Go listen to Elliot Smith. I'm going to go listen to Deftones after this. And um, for those listening to the future, this was actually the day where England got into the semi-finals of the World Cup. So it was a fantastic day here at Alf, Alf Metallica headquarters. And Mike, this has been great. Thank you so much, man. Oh, you're welcome. It's been great. Yeah, thanks. Thanks.